You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson wrapping up our film breakdown uh, we will take a look at some of the, the, the off front office structure stuff later in the week that we mentioned earlier in the pod, uh, as well as get you ready for the final game of the regular season on Thursday's show. Uh, in the meantime, Logan, real quick, let's wrap up with some thoughts on the defense. Um, PFF, uh, PFF says everybody was not good. Uh, right. It was it was a rough rough day at the office for Washington uh, on that side of the ball, which I think. You know, in a way, it's like, hey, they held him to 27. Nice job. And that's with two picks from from Sam, obviously. Um, but I, it just, to me, the thing that I think is most important, not not to go to something negative and, and just feel like we're piling on here, but, well, the past defense has gotten better, no-blown coverages, and, like, you can evaluate a lot of guys. The inability to stop the run this year, I think, is so incredibly disappointing, especially given the two guys in the middle that are supposed yeah. to be able to, to kind of put a, a pin in that. Um, and, and I think that ultimately is obviously their, their huge Achilles heel on Sunday is while they did a bunch of other stuff that they haven't done this season way better than they've done it. And they continued to grow since Ron took over as DC, the run defense hasn't gotten any better. And whenever San Francisco wanted to, they were able to get whatever many yards they needed. And, and ultimately like, that's why you don't have a chance realistically in the game. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's ultimately the crux of it, right? Is that they, uh, the San Fran just, man, they just were awesome running the ball. You know, they just had 11 guys that wanted to impose their will on the defense. And I, I, I do think that while that is a huge negative that the, the run game has been tough. I go back to the LA Rams game too. That was a tough game in terms of stopping the run. I, I just think like it's good to see them playing hard. You know, there's that fourth and one on the goal line. Like who, I mean, honestly, like if they score, does it really matter? And those guys are fighting their tails off down there with about five minutes left in the game. And I, I just think there's something cool about that. Something that to get those guys motivated, they make a couple third down stops in the red zone, holding the field goals, like great job. And I, and that's just a different group to me in terms of mentality. And again, like I agree with PFF dudes are getting blocked. Dudes are getting pushed off the ball, but I didn't feel like there was any quit in anybody. There was no lack of physicality. It's just like that's a really good team, and that's a really good run game. It's a very nuanced rushing attack, and you saw – and it was something that we knew they were going to have a hard time dealing with. But um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more positive. Again, like I can't point to one person and say this person played really well because they didn't, right? Like it was a, I think from a coverage standpoint, they, they've improved tremendously, right? And part of that is Ron's playing more conservative coverage structures. He's like, they're out there in a lot of two shell stuff. They're keeping stuff in front of them, um, but that makes it harder to fit runs. And uh, and this is this is what you got to deal with in the NFL. So again, like uh, I agree with you. I think there wasn't like anything dramatic in terms of analysis. Like the 49ers are very good at running the football. We knew they were very good at running the football. It was going to be a tough day at the office for that defense. And, um, and I thought they did some good things, but I also think we have to be realistic about who that group is at this point of the year. And I, Right. So, and in fairness to them, like realistic about who San Francisco is, they do this to basically everyone except for Baltimore, who is seems like they're on another level than literally every other team in the league right now. Which is interesting. They didn't even try to do it to Baltimore, which I went back and watched that game. They came out throwing the ball a ton. Like it was really interesting to see that, like how they were like this game, they were like, nope, we're getting back to who we are. We're getting back to this. We're going to take some stuff off of Brock Purdy's plate, as opposed to the Baltimore game where their first five plays were basically in gun and empty, which is kind of a departure from who they normally are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Purdy was awesome in this game, you know, super efficient and not like he did anything super spectacular, but I think it was 22 of 28. Like that touchdown to Ayuk was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. The ball placement on that, that, uh, one over Forbes was incredible. Like, I mean, Forbes is in a pretty good spot there and that's, I mean, he, so he, he did a good job. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so that was what I was going to ask you about is like, okay, so Forbes is kind of the guy that we have had circled and watching closely on defense. Um, he was in positions uh, yeah. for a couple. I mean, he loses Ayuk on the on the scramble drill touchdown. That's yeah. not great, but it's also a really tough play. And you you yeah. you know on the fault list, you go uh, defensive line first. Um, like, hey, let's let's get some pressure there. Let's let's not let him create for seven seconds and right. be able to throw the ball all the way back across the field. Um, but how did how did you think Forbes played? You know, I think I've, I've heard some stuff. I think Kime was not as high on him. Uh, but I come out of the game, and again, my quarterback evaluation standard is very low in, ter- in, in terms of this. Like, are you in good position? Are you playing competitive football? Are you willing to tackle? There were some times where I felt like he wasn't. But I thought the positioning, the competitiveness, the stuff at the catch point was all stuff that we were hoping to see. And um, Brandon Ayuk is playing good football this year. And uh, Emmanuel Forbes was in his pocket. And so that's like the best you can ask for, in my opinion, from this game. And again, talk about a guy that I we've mentioned this before. I think we've mentioned this on the pregame show. Imagine if he had been playing more football earlier right. in the year. And yeah. and it kind of the, the way that they had treated Sam, they had treated Forbes. Like, you're going to take your lumps. We're going to get through this, but you're going to get better. And I think I think this game for him, you know, not being his first game like the last four or five weeks would would play and probably be a little bit different because I, the other thing I look at is again, I, I like St. Juice. I think he's competitive in terms of being in good phase, but he doesn't have great ball skills and ball awareness and coordination to the ball. And Forbes does. And you can see how that advantage for him is right there. Like the ability to get a finger on that one by Ayuk is a great job. And I, and I, 
just want to see him grow and develop. A guy, another guy that I just want to call attention to is Quan. Every yeah. like he's playing in the box, he's playing in the post, he's playing two shell, he's playing Buffalo nickel. Like he just did so much stuff, and I love the intensity that he plays with. Like I think it was the first play um, of the second half or maybe of their second drive of the second half. I don't remember exactly, but you know, he comes down and nails George Kittle and separates the ball from George Kittle. And like that physicality and that energy that he had getting up after that, I think that's, again, that's a piece, you know, we talk about competitive uh, competitiveness and toughness and every week he's shown that he's got something like that. And so, um, you know, as much as those pieces, those, those picks were kind of maligned, I do think they are pieces that, um, can you can build around potentially because of no, that? I agree, especially what, Quan, where, especially. yeah. I would say for Quan, like real quickly, this is something that we'll talk about more of the offseason and we can flesh out and do some tape review and all that kind of stuff. Like, what is he moving forward? Like, is he this chess piece that you move around a bunch in the way that they are doing here, or would you be like, no, 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 he is excelling at this position and I would put him there for the long term, obviously, depending on who the DC is. Yeah, I mean, it feels like, you know, when, when Forrest come back, when Percy comes back, you've got two safeties that I think are trending in the right direction. You know, I think Percy had some issues earlier this year. So I think you feel good about that, Cam, obviously. So I think that Buffalo nickel spot feels like a home for him. Again, just because he's way more – he's he was physical. I knew that in college, but he's way more physical in the NFL than I thought he would be. And so I think he accommodates that position really nicely. He draws tough coverage matchups, like he covers – Kittle one-on-one in the game. He covers, covers Debo Samuel one-on-one. And to have a guy who can fit runs, be physical, but also cover that way, I think that's a pretty good spot for him. And now we'll see how that develops over the course of the offseason and, and with the new defensive staff and what they want their identity to be. But, I again, he's not graded perfectly by PFF's metrics, but he's definitely a guy that you're like, wow, like he flashes to me each and every time that they're playing football, which, which is exciting. And, again, we, this conversation started with Forbes, and I think Forbes has done a – a nice job, did a fine job in the game and showed some of the stuff that makes him the first pick in the draft. But I, uh, my my one criticism, I just wish he played more football. Yeah, um, which is something we talked about on the post game. For whatever it's worth, Quan was PFF's second graded or uh, second best player uh, for the Commanders on Sunday. Christian Holmes actually was the first before he obviously exited that scary concussion all right that is our show for today when we return it will be uh for the thursday pod whatever that looks like this week i don't know how much time we spend uh previewing cowboys and commanders but uh, as mentioned we will do some of the the front office structure stuff and kind of you know who who on some of these lists could be in what position because i actually think as much as we talk about gm and coach i think we're looking at three hires not two um, so a team president as well, and kind of how that infiltrates uh, the the organizational philosophy, yada yada. So we can explain that uh, much more than a yada yada uh, throwaway on Thursday. Uh, until then, have a great week. I'll see you on the radio, Logan. I'll see you on Command Center over on the Commanders YouTube page, and make sure you follow him on Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson eighty two. Subscribe wherever you are watching or listening right now if you have not, because uh, you're gonna have to pick up your phone and go to the next podcast anyway. See you.